0: Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See A podcast. I'm your host Bill George. With me, as always, AJ Recky. Oh, what's going on, Bill? What's going on, AJ? Oh, nothing. We got a bunch to talk about in this special multiplex episode. Bonus
1: episode. Multiplex.
0: I saw no fewer than five movies that we should be talking about today. I got five movies for you. Five. Five let me four do you know that reference the uh Dark joker Night? yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I got good
2: you. Okay. good pull
0: uh four no's one yes
1: do you
2: want to Jesus Christ wanna, yeah
1: harsh uh, yeah do oh wanna, my god <laughs> after daylight savings time man Bill doesn't get a lot of sun <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking goes downhill all right do you wanna lead up to the to the
0: one shining star or do you wanna just... No,
2: I want to do in in chronological order of release.
0: Whoa. Okay. All right. Let me carry the one here. Okay, we're gonna start with <laughs> Venom. Ooh, starring Tom Hardy. About your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man's arch nemesis. Yes. Venom. The symbiote. The symbiote. Uh no Spider-Man in this movie, for the record, as I'm sure many people are. Zero. zero, not even in the fucking not trailers. Not even in post credits. Do you nothing. realize
2: that as we do these episodes and I drink, I get just angrier. <laughs> <Bye, laughs> yeah, I didn't see
0: that. No Spider-Man in the movie, just zero. Tom Hardy has
2: Venom, and not even a little Tom
0: Holland little sneak peek. Nope, a little, like nothing. Nothing. Do not expect any connection to the Marvel Universe or the MCU whatsoever.
2: So this is is this is uh, online. This is being like hailed as like the new cult classic. Uh, It's so bad it's good. uh, End quote.
0: I don't usually go in for that. Life's too short to watch something that's bad. Ooh. Just for fun. Like I don't I don't dig that. Baby. Here's here so let's go. Little background. The reason that a Venom movie is being made outside the MCU is Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man and Venom and all the those characters okay. as they did when Marvel sold them to them many moons ago when sure. they made the Tobey Maguire movies, et cetera, and Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. So Sony still owns the Spider-Man rights. They've negotiated with Marvel to give them back Spider-Man rights with uh, you know, a certain kickback or a That's certain obvious, uh, huh? allowance, but they still retain all the other stuff. So Sony's sitting here going, wow, we wanna get in on this, we gave up Spider-Man back to Marvel, what else we got? Venom, he's a cool character, people tend to like him. Yeah. He's coolly drawn most of the time. Yeah. Let's see if we can make a movie with him and then potentially other Spider-Man villains and then make a quote unquote Sinister Six
1: movie which is like the grouping of the Spider-Man villains as a team. Yes. So when you say there's no connection to the MCU, you don't mean just as it just so happens that this movie didn't make like a creative choice to do that? You mean like legality, le- legally, contractually, they were not able to make this movie a part Of that. Correct. Correct. I did not know that. Yeah. So
0: it's Tom Hardy being Venom. And the way the movie shakes out is uh, it's not that good, (laughs) (laughs) but there's some good elements. So it's kind of like in three stages. Yes. Act one is. Super exposition and standard superhero movie, like textbook superhero movie. Okay, even though he's a villain, he's kind of in. The, he's the protagonist he's of like this. An anti- so he's a kind hero. of hero. Yeah, yeah. So the first act is kind of dull, and it's all set up. The third act is CGI extravaganza, standard finale of any superhero movie. So those two major sections of the movie are like totally non-factors. The one good thing about this movie is Act okay. Two. Which is when Tom Hardy uh, or Eddie Brock
2: Eddie Brock yep
0: bonds with the symbiote symbiote and yes. starts the, to transform or starts to uh, adapt to the symbiote. Cause it becomes like it becomes a comedy, honestly, and like a comedy slash it's body one man show. It's like a body horror uh elements in there too where he's like changing and like it's super gross and then there's comedy elements and then tom hardy's got the he does like a modulated voiceover of the voice of venom in his head and he's like talking out loud to it and acting crazy and like it's actually really cool and that's where tom hardy is god bless him he has given it his all in this movie and so that's the part that's like cult classic because like that's actually really well done okay but the bookends like the entire setup and the entire finale are just so forgettable Uh, that you don't need to go out and see in theaters.
2: And how do they set up? For, so for those who don't know, like the symbiote is like an alien life form that. They bring it
0: back from just like in the, if you watch the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, yeah. which I did. Uh, um,
2: they bring it back. They bring back.
0: The space shuttle brings it back. Yep. Accidentally. And it's attached to it. And, and uh, there's like
2: yeah. other symbiotes. There's like Carnage and all these other ones. So yep. how do they set up the other symbiotes? Are they part of the they do they set them up as part of the the universe already?
0: The way they do it is when the spaceship crashes back to Earth with them. Yeah. They have m- multiple symbiotes captured. Like that was part of the mission. So they changed uh, that yeah. a little bit. It's not like what yeah, is yeah, the yeah. stuff that snuck onto the ship. Yeah. They went out there with the purpose of capturing some. Yeah. And so they end up with multiple in captivity and then one breaks out which is the Venom suit. Uh fuck. So there How's is the CGI um, fine. I don't know. At, at times it's good. At times it's not. It depends. When it becomes the full CGI battle at the end, it's, it's not great, but overall it's fine.
2: Let me ask you a question. Do you think if this, if Marvel got the rights back, it would have been a, a better movie or B, do you think that I think, I, I don't think, know, like I yeah. think of in my head what a Marvel, what a Venom movie would be like. And we all remember the Tobey Maguire fucking train wreck disaster. Yeah. The, the Spider-Man three movie was when they try to bring Venom into it. I just, oh, that I, was
1: that like when he goes to the fucking jazz club or whatever. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh,
0: that was played by, um, the seven show kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Same, same character, Eddie Brock, same yeah. thing. The like reporter, over. same, like over. same thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's um, it's vulnerability is loud noises. Same. I mean, the same character, Uh, I think that if they were... So this movie, the Tom Hardy adjusting to the symbiote, like I said, that's the best part, and that works. Yeah. Uh, If he had in the second half, instead of fighting something else, if he fought Spider-Man, if they had that that relationship, that foil, I think it would work better. Like, if you brought Tom Hardy into the MCU right now and worked against Tom Holland's Spider-Man from the MCU, like, I think they could probably make it work. Uh, But... It's yeah. It's as a standalone thing. It's just not great. Okay. Next, what do we got? All right. Um, In order, let's see. The next one
2: is Halloween. Ah. Yeah. Michael
0: Myers. Halloween. Parentheses twenty eighteen because there's many movies called Halloween.
2: Just like the iPad. So uh, (laughs) for those who don't know or forgot, we had the original trilogy back in what the seventies, eighties.
0: Yeah. There's if you count. All the Halloween official movies, as well as the Rob Zombie, I think it was, remakes. Yes. Like, there are, I think this is the 11th movie
2: Yeah, in so the there was, like, the, the 12. OGs, and then Rob Zombie rebooted them in, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Yeah, 78, a 78 was like the that. first. Yeah. Yep.
1: Two, three, four were 81, 82, and yep. 88.
2: Oh, Jesus. Okay. And, and then, then
1: you've got, yeah, Resurrection, which was two, 2002, and yeah. then... Two zombie ones
2: were 07 and 09. Oh shit! And now we have this one. And I, have this one. I, did. So I
1: skipped over some ones in the nineties. So this for time's sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also, none of those movies matter.
1: <laughs> this is the eleventh installment in the so Halloween. this is the eleventh installment. How does this
0: fit into the universe? This goes back to the original. This is a sequel to the original Halloween seventy eight. To the seventy eight Halloween, it's as if that movie happened and this movie happened. So that's what it. happened
2: with Halloween two and Halloween three? They, they don't matter. They just out. wipe
1: the cannon out.
2: You can't do that. They can G. do whatever they Curtis. want.
1: I actually love that.
2: <laughs> this, is a a
0: 40, this is a 40... She's regular. Year, this is a 40-year-later sequel to the original. There's
2: a rumor she Is she's that gonna, how they
1: play it in the movie? It's 40 years? Yes. Sick.
2: So, the original... The, Life imitates art, bro. <laughs> so... The events that inspire with Michael Myers happens at Faithful Night in 78. And then 40 years later, we have Jamie Lee Curtis, Activia yogurt activist, and <laughs> Michael Myers back from whatever hell he's come from for looking for revenge.
0: He is in an a- asylum again that he escapes from again. She He moves so slow. She is now playing the Linda Hamilton Circa Terminator 2 character of
2: chop off all my hair and I have
0: been preparing for war my entire life because I knew it was coming so she's like trained (laughs) in gunfire and knife training and she's built a barricade around her house and all this shit and she's got a daughter Judy Greer who's got a daughter she's she's got a granddaughter oh
2: she's ready the
0: daughter Judy Greer are they trained up can they do like knife tricks so that's what's kind of interesting is like John Connor and Sarah Connor she tries to train Judy Greer. They allude to her trying to train Judy Greer as a kid, but Judy Greer thinks she's just a crazy lady. And so she doesn't buy into the whole thing.
2: Okay. A couple questions for yeah, you. Fire away. The funniest thing I've heard. So it's done really well. The box office has really Incredibly good reviews. So. The funniest thing I've heard about this movie is how people are up in arms about Jamie Lee Curtis, who's an outspoken gun Ant, she's, she anti-gun, pro-gun regulation. Pro-gun we'll regulation yeah, we'll call it and that. how she wields firearms in this movie and everyone's fucking up By everyone about you mean Fox News, but yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> find that absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. How does
0: she do though? She's good. I mean, so you mentioned the box office thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this movie made, I think it was like the second biggest R-rated opening or something like that. It's the biggest horror opening, I mean, the I budget think. can't be that big. Oh, yeah. No. They, it's I mean, like all big. horror movies, they
2: <laughs> bare bones. clear that by a lot.
0: Yeah, It's the, I think it's the biggest grossing movie for a female lead over 55. It's the biggest grossing, like, uh, yeah. It's set a ton of records or came in second in a lot of areas. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, So there's definitely a a clamoring, I guess, for a good old-fashioned slasher. The first film, Halloween 78, set the template for slasher movies in general. Yeah. Um, And this one is the same idea, except with a little, with more modern filmmaking technique. Okay. Uh, There's one... In particular, there actually is one really good tracking shot where you're kind of following Michael Myers, like yeah. camera over the shoulder behind him, whatever. It takes 45 minutes for him to walk across the lawn. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> no, takes <right>? a while. <laughs> uh, but there's like a tracking shot that's like 10 minutes long. No, well, maybe not 10, maybe five or seven, but if you know it's hefty of just following him as he fucking does his thing on Halloween night. Yeah. And it's really captivating. Is he like, just he's murking like, people? Like, yeah, is
2: he like fucking people yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is oh, it like awesome. a one take?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So like there's one, there's like a
2: really good sequence in there. Wait, I'm sorry. Can we go back? Did you give this a yes or a no? I gave it a no. Oh, because <laughs> oh. right now I'm like, I'm like mildly chubbed because you're building me up. But for well, so why is it a no? Because well, you're giving me, a, I'm, I'm a, giving I'll, you the good. I'm giving you the good right now. I'm which giving is, me a lot of good.
0: <laughs> there's one really good scene there. Yep. Uh, the music is outstanding because the music. I mean, again, the Halloween theme is iconic. Yep. And John Carpenter, who directed and wrote. This, the uh, music for the first film did the music for this film. Oh, we did. So he kind of uh, tacitly approves of it in the sense uh, that he worked on it as a producer and, and composer. Okay. So he brings the music and the music's great. So those two things were my highlights. Uh, everything else? else is pretty stupid. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's it is it's not my cup of tea is what it boils down to. Like if you're into slasher movies and you're okay with like horror movie logic and like the way characters do things in horror movies then I guess like you'll get a kick out of it. But for me, it's like, it's just the same old. It's same old, same old. And people running into rooms and separate will cover more ground that way. Like that type of horror movie stuff where it's just st- like some people get into it. I think it's just stupid. Okay. And I just, I don't know, it annoyed me. It was also predictable at the end. And it just, I don't know, it did nothing new whatsoever. And I get that it's supposed to be like a fun revisiting but again, I don't know. I ain't got time for that.
1: Is there like a is there a humor element in it at all? Uh, I just noticed I'm on the Wikipedia page and Danny McBride is one of the writers.
0: Yeah, so he did work on it and there is a there is a comic sensibility to it. Sometimes to a fault where they kind of lay in jokes at times that are supposed to be more tense. It's like we did have the audience like chuckling during the things that are uh, supposed mm. to be chuckle-worthy? scaring you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh not chuckleworthy. Uh so I don't know. It didn't it just didn't really a work smart man once said
2: laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. Mm. 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 Next.
0: Yeah, it didn't really work for me. But if you're into that stuff, you'll love it.
2: Cool. Uh the next one was mid-90s. Mid-90s, the new Jonah Hill studio A twenty four film. Correct. Jonah a-
0: Hill directed.
2: About his- a bunch of little foul mouth pricks skateboarding in the 90s. Correct. You gave this A? No. You got roasted on social media from a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, you got dragged. <laughs> you got dragged far. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hold on. Before we get to that...
2: Before we get to that... The- I remember wait, Craig, yeah, Craig screenshotted no, and he was screen like, Yo, oh, you screenshotted and Craig was like, you're getting fucked up by little skater boys.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, background. The movie takes place in no, the background. Mid-
2: did you skate in the nineties? No. Okay. Then you're fucking. I did you didn't
1: either. You and I are
2: early two thousands skate boys.
1: I did have. Oh, yeah, I, I did have.
0: <laughs> I did have a skateboard ninja turtle themed. I remember that. Uh, what a fucking
2: <laughs> squid this guy is. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Hey man, I was living my best life. So what was the
1: theme of your elbow and knee pads.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't wear that shit. Hello Kitty, my yeah. man.
0: Uh, so the movie takes place in the mid nineties. It's shot in four, three to reminisce, to bring a reminiscent oh, I'm feel. Already out, Jonah <laughs> Uh, so it's shot in four, three. So, so, uh, the aspect wait, ratio. Can, yeah. Let wait, me explain. Four, three is so, like
2: a CRT monitor from like your grandfather's it's, basement. It's
0: a more boxy look. So the, the film itself is framed as essentially a square non widescreen uh, as opposed yeah. to 16 by nine which would be 16 across versus nine up, which is the standard widescreen format that all movies are now. Uh, and PowerPoints. Sure. But yeah, this movie, because everything in the 90s at the time was 4.3, they shoot the movie in 4.3.
2: Does he shoot it on film too? Or is it digital?
0: No, it looks good. Like I thought that they were going to, I thought it was going to be super grainy and like yeah. 90s type equipment, but no, I mean, it looks normal. It's just, just the aspect ratio is different.
2: I saw a, like a five minute like, not gameplay trailer. <laughs> That's like video game. I saw like a five minute like scene from it. Yeah. And I literally wanted someone to rip my legs off and beat me with them. It sounded awful. It was just these little kids just like. Yeah. It is a it is a slice
0: of life movie where they. Like Florida Project. Like the Florida Project. uh, uh Except older kids. It's a kid in LA. Uh, he's got an older brother who kind of beats him up and does older brother things. And then the younger brother falls in with the skateboarding crowd, wants to join them, eventually does join them, and, you know, grows up. It's a coming-of-age movie, so to speak. Okay. Uh, and at first, I was into it because this this is my childhood in the sense that, like, it's in the 90s. They show certain artifacts of the time that sure. I, like, remember distinctly. Like, the same pillowcase. I was like, that was my bed, like, then. Like, it was weird. So I was like, That's really I was weird. there. But then it started to become about skateboarding, and then he falls into, like, drinking and drugs. And I was like, this is veering a little bit away from my childhood experience. Well, but that's not the movie's (laughs) fault. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) But that is partially where they lost me, because I was just like, "I'm no longer relatable. Uh, (laughs)
2: Drugs? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no way. Why are they eating yodels eating yodels and they playing col- Resident Evil on PlayStation? Cr- they clearly <laughs>
0: did not have an adequate dare program at the high
1: school there. <laughs> yeah, that's very clear. Okay.
0: Uh anyway, the point is uh it's a slice of life movie and uh it just I don't know. It wasn't interesting, and the content itself was not interesting enough to me to keep me into it.
2: How are the child actors Good? No, yeah. the
0: performances are good. Uh the very it does feel I don't know if it was ad libbed or not, but it feels very like again. The camera is just there. You're just you're there. Yeah, with them, which is cool.
1: Uh, I could have sworn I saw something on the internet that said that the 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 kids who were in the movie were like they're not actors. Like they were like kids like skateboarding. That like Jonah Hill like was like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Really? Yeah, Um, I feel like that's a. It feels it feels super real. Um, But we're giving it
2: a no.
0: But yeah, it's just not an, it's, it's not enough for me. I again, the people on social media who apparently grew up skateboarding, I don't know uh, or whatever, they thought it was a great insight into growing up in the '90s and a great slice of life and all that. And I don't know, for me, it didn't do enough to keep me to keep me interested. If you wanted, well, I wrote this down. If you wanted a slice of life movie recommendation that I think is better, yeah, there's a couple. You could go with Eighth Grade. Which we talked about yeah, before. Yeah, the Boburn movie. You love that, right? Love you that love movie. That. Again, it feels real like you're there, like this did, except it just it had a better story to tell. You could go with Ladybird if you wanted like a coming-of-age movie, but you wanted it like Hollywood style. Are
2: they all A24 films? Is Lady Bird and I don't
0: know, eighth grade's not anymore?
2: Are you sure? I okay, can you look that up. Yeah, keep going with but this of anyway, yeah. life stuff.
0: Uh so eighth grade if you wanted something similar to this in terms of realism. Ladybird, if you wanted something that's a little more conventional movie. Or even Moonlight, if you wanted something that was real, but it's also a little more intimate, a little more experimental, and it has a lot more to say. Yeah, you could watch something like Moonlight. All those are coming of age stories that are much more interesting than mid nineties, which I just thought was blah.
2: Moonlight was really fucking crazy movie.
1: Um, all three: Moonlight, Lady Bird, and um, Eighth Grade are all A twenty four.
0: Wow, I didn't realize that. Well, look at that. Did
1: you name a fourth? Nope, that was it.
2: Well, that's their niche, clearly.
1: Fuck yeah, good looking out. Good looking yeah. out, AJ. You know, I
2: tried to. Uh, okay, what do we got? What's next? Overlord, as was the Florida project, which you hated. Yeah, fuck you <laughs> fuck a- I hate that yeah, yeah. Uh, Overlord. Overlord, I cannot wait to. Uh, yes or no? It's a yes. So, premise is Nazis killing, I mean, people killing zombie Nazis. So,
0: it starts as a... <laughs> Arms raised overhead. It's it a Call of Duty <laughs> game. Super excited. It starts as a conventional World War II movie. Yes. Even like a like a B movie from the time where like they do the opening credits in full up front. Like they do like, they make it yeah. seem like it's from the from the 50s looking back on World War II. Love it. And it's, you, you start in the plane with the 101st Airborne or whatever uh, going in to do to parachute into France ahead of the like one day ahead of the D-Day landings, to knock out an, an a radio antenna that's going to affect the air support that the troops on the, on the beach can get.
2: Love it. I'm already like right bought in right. So you
0: have your standard group of soldiers. You got your like quiet leader who's like seen who's been in the shit. He was yeah. in Africa right, and then you have what North Africa.
2: Oh, the Moroccan tour. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, then you have like. <laughs> The kid from Brooklyn who's like, yeah, got him yeah, out. Yeah, okay, and then you, you have got a like
2: nerdy guy. You got the quiet guy who's Jack never Black seen battle guy. before. Yeah.
1: so you got your whole squad.
2: A Jew who hates Nazis. Yes,
1: of course. Jacob. Of course. Yeah. Like, what's the one? Jacob. The, the bear Jew. Is that from *Glorious <laughs> Bastards*? <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Which is a good, a
2: good. Donnie fucking ball game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely shades of Tarantino in here for sure. Uh, anyway, plane goes down. Boom. You lose half your. Half your yeah, <laughs> right Fuck. there. And then you have. Is your, it a brutal?
2: Is it brutal? The plane crash? The entire movie's brutal. Oh, Just f- blood everywhere. Let's go right now. Okay.
0: So the people that survive the crash come together. They try to continue with the mission. And then, as you've probably seen in the trailers or already heard, uh, eventually they stumble onto a Nazi lab where they're experimenting on the, the villagers like, in the French town. It's
2: like Wolfenstein. Uh,
0: and they're trying to uh, create. Uh, immortals essentially dude that end up becoming nazi zombies
2: before you go forward i huge captain america when i okay so i never realized that like nazis during world war ii like were infatuated with like nordic culture and like like the gods they like literally experimented with people to try to create like superhumans that's fucked up that's fucking crazy yeah so this movie takes that, you know that to the
1: extreme. I didn't. I didn't know that. You didn't? No, it's fucking. fucking Is that real. crazy? So this
0: movie takes that to the extreme, and it switches <laughs> from war movie to Call of well, Duty I mean, horror horror movie, basically, and it or just, action thriller horror. Like it's a it's a it's a pastiche
1: of genres here. Why? Because uh, like the like the the it, subjects of the experiment are like so fucked. It becomes yeah. like a horror movie, like yeah, yeah, a thriller. Like oh, they yeah, have yeah. to survive the yeah. town. To a degree, yes, 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 yes.
2: And it just just. Fucking, it's fucking great. Do the
1: zombies have like political beliefs? Like, what makes them Nazis? Like, do they are like down with fascism? <laughs> well, they're no, sure. they're, no not, they're, they're not. They're created not, by Nazis. They're created oh, by them. Yeah, they're right, the okay. townspeople, right? I assume they're like. But my do they rights. also yeah. fucking Killers. kill Nazis
2: too?
0: Oh yeah. Oh. Like the, brutally, Nazis get owned in this movie left oh. and right. Yeah. Fuck. So okay. the movie, <laughs> that is one major. Uh, Positive for the film is it's almost all like legit practical effects, squibs, like real blood prosthetics. Like we're <laughs> fucked up makeup for the zombies and Fuck shit. Yeah. It's all real. You're
2: there.
1: Yeah. Nobody hates a big CGI blowout like Bill George. Practical <laughs> effects. is fucking Yeah. All his, it it is reminded
0: wheelhouse. me of, uh, John, speaking of John Carpenter, when we talk about Halloween, it reminded me of John Carpenter is the thing in terms of like the creature design yeah. and the puppetry and the real, the real stuff. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> You got to know what you're getting into, though, because uh, there was an older couple in front of me who, as soon as they discovered the lab, fucking got up and walked out of this movie. <laughs> oh, dude, they could have been. Because this poor guy was f- probably in the fucking 80 second airborne dropping Jeez. in. At <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how old was and he? And he's sitting there going like, oh, Overlord, Operation Overlord, let's go see this picture. And then he comes in. <laughs> oh, Honey, we're going to go
2: see the, <laughs> the the moving picture. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. They're going to the Nickelodeon the- to catch a <laughs> Lick. The namesake Jesus. of the movie is an actual, like, yeah,
0: D Day's code name was Operation Overlord. Uh, dude, hence he Overlord. Had, like, Meanwhile, I got, I got this, bitch. I got an older broad behind me to the left. <laughs> Easy, <See? laughs> who just keeps yelling out during the movie, ew, or oh, or, oh like, at every <laughs> gross moment.
2: But she stayed the whole time,
0: she stayed throughout. She was captivated, but she was just very reactionary. It was annoying. You know
2: what we should do? This is a sidebar. I would love to bring one of these recorders and record people after the <laughs> film and get their reaction. Do you think they'd let us do that? Probably not. No, Craig's not into nah, it. Nah, I'm not into that. Too at much all. work. No, anyway, I don't care what they you think. You can cut this. I don't care what I think? Fuck, I'm just over two right now. Uh,
0: so anyway, if you are into that type of thing, I am absolutely go see it. It's really, really well done. The lead or one of the leads uh, who looked super familiar to me. I was like, where do I know this guy from? Kurt Russell's son. Another John Carpenter, the thing connection. Uh, he was in an episode of Black Mirror, is how I remember.
2: Uh, um directed or produced by J.J. Abrams. Produced by J.J.
0: Abrams. I remember we had talked in an episode last year where, like, the rumor at the time was that oh, this was
1: Oh, Kurt Russell's this, son is a kid in the video game episode of, of Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Yeah, there oh, was that a super fucked up thing, <laughs> man. Uh, there was rumors that this was supposed to be a Cloverfield
2: time. That's what. But it is not. It it's is, not. It is not at all. Zero. Zero. There's no like monster at the no, end. That's just, like No. It,
0: I waited for post credits like too. The hoping. town is
2: like on the monster's back. No. Puck.
0: No. I wish. I wish. I think it could. It could have. It could have been a cool connection if
1: they found. Yeah, it. Yeah,
2: we were. I remember talking about that. Yeah, but it's not. When it's not. will
1: we get past the point where we start talking? Like what? Like when will we get past thinking that every rad sci-fi movie should or could have been a Cloverfield tie-in?
2: Because apparently, What's motherfuckers have been trying to buy What's scripts the, the last ten decades to build this universe up. I don't, the universe of three. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I, he's the
1: one that brought it up.
0: I, at the time, it was said it was going to be a There was a Reddit movie. post
2: about it, and it was like really intriguing.
0: It's because the J.J. Abrams thing. Uh, people just assume right. it's yeah. going yeah. to yeah. follow Bad him. robot. Right. It's that production. All movie. right. What do you got? All right. Last one, which I just saw literally hours ago. At the the time girl with
2: the mask of the thing. <laughs>
0: the girl in the spider's web.
2: Oof. Um, starring.
0: Claire Foy. That's Claire Foy. Yes. She plays uh, Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. She is not Rooney Mara, who played Lisbeth Slander in the previous Girl with the Dragon Tattoo film
2: from a Mm -hmm. couple years
0: ago. This is a sequel to that. It's in that series of Dragon Tattoo, quote unquote,
2: (laughs) movies. But not original European with subtitles, the English version.
0: Correct. And the Americanized, Americanized. Uh, version of it. Yeah. So this is the...
2: Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig. Correct. The yeah. first
0: one was the Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig movie directed by David Fincher, which was, I thought, good. I didn't love it. No. Uh, I thought it was okay. It was a weird fucking movie. It's weird, but like, the interesting thing is, David Fincher, who has come out and s- talked shit about Marvel in the cinematic universe... Apparently, one of the things I read is he's a little salty because he wanted the Dragon Tattoo series to become the adult version of a shared cinematic universe. Like he wanted to keep making those movies so that adults had something to go to versus like a superhero movie. Yeah,
2: no, I'm Uh, down with that. But the movie
0: didn't do well enough, so they didn't make any more. I guess it's been long enough that they're like, all right, we'll try it again. This time without Fincher, this time with Claire Foy. Uh, and it sucked. I hated it.
2: How bad? I mean, like, how bad are we talking about?
0: <laughs> it wasn't that it was bad as much as it was mediocre. It was so aggressively mediocre that it offended me. Like, it just felt lazy, and just, just nothing. Nothing about this movie worked. It upset me to my core. Okay. Not it's uh like I there's like, I didn't there's like the too first, much I could even yeah, go into I it's just, like I it's knew. not how people think, it's not how people talk, it's not how people act. It just feels like a movie, like a movie capital M. Like it just feels like it's not that. like an
2: experience. It's just you're it's, not transformed.
0: It's every dark thriller or dark drama that you've seen for the last 20 years, it's all the same notes, it's super predictable, it's supposed to be quote unquote edgy. Uh Claire Foy is fine, but she's underutilized. They don't give her as much to do as Rooney Mara. I also do think Rooney Mara was better in general. She just kind of became the role more. Sure. Meanwhile, the Daniel Craig character is now played by somebody who's at least 20 years younger than Daniel Craig, even
2: though this is a sequel. Um, Oh, so they're acting like they're this. I I mean, it's the same
0: people. It's the same thing. Oh, that's. The other thing is they try for a, almost like a Skyfall feel in the sense that it there's an A plot, which is it's just a basically spy movie type stuff. And then there's a B plot, which is personal to the hero. And eventually comes home, so to speak. And it feels kind of like they're going for a Skyfall thing. But the difference is Skyfall had three movies where you got to know and love that character. And then kind of it paid off when you get to this personal connection. Mm. Versus this movie has basically no connection to the first movie besides the fact that characters are the same. Yeah. They don't carry over any of that. They don't build to anything. They introduce it all in this movie right from the get-go. It's super predictable. It also it doesn't even need to be the A-plot is so generic where it's this, you know, digital program, this MacGuffin that they're chasing after. Uh, that it could be any movie. It could be a born movie. It could, you could adapt this, this story uh t- as a born movie, as a Mission of movie, as a Bond movie, as a J- Jack Reacher movie. Like it's just generic twists and turns of who has this thing and as we chase it. And then they just add in this this subplot about her past that doesn't work at all.
2: So
1: interesting thing that I just saw on the internet is that this movie is yeah. based on a book, but that book was not written by Stiegel Larson, who is the author of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the three other books that right, followed. Right, like, right, that right. was the first book, which was then adapted to a movie of a trilogy. This movie is not based on my original thought when you said it was a sequel is that it was based on book two. It's actually not. This is no. like book four. So to speak, written right. by some other guy that's not Steve Larsson. Steve Larson died uh, and if shortly he, after it, writing the th- first three, I think. And you that's can crazy. feel it. The whole
0: thing feels like a pale imitation of the original type of content, presumably that Larson would have written, and the and the style of David Fincher kind of set that template. Well, actually, I shouldn't say Fincher did. Fincher did set the template for the Americanized one, but they all borrow heavily from the Swedish yeah, I um so. films, which by accounts that I hear people who are into those Swedish versions of the movies I'll say they're great um but I don't
1: know did they make 3?
0: I think they did them all. Huh. But I I never seen any of those. I only saw the um, the uh, Fincher one. But yeah, it's uh I, it's just not it's just not good. It's it's aggravatingly bad. Okay. Uh... He's aggravated, folks. He's aggravated. Woo! I am. I think it's like 2 hours. It's one of those like 2 hours of my life I'll never get back type of movies where it's just like I uh, if not for the sake of reviewing it for you fine fine people here in the audience at home, I would have walked out because I'm just like, I don't care. This is every movie I've ever seen. Please stop. It's
1: annoying. Well, for for that, Bill, we thank you.
2: So You're welcome. I see them
0: so you don't have to, folks. That's my charge in life. <laughs> this is the life I lead, the American life I chose. Hero. So yeah, that's uh that's a hard no for me, AJ, on that last one.
2: Uh, apparently. Jesus Christ. I think we're good. Is that it? I'm you got any other questions? You right
0: other questions I can answer for you? Nope. Anything um, you're
2: looking forward to seeing? Coming uh, out? <laughs> I want to see Overlord. I can't wait to see Creed 2. Creed, Creed 1 two, was an yeah. amazing movie. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, are on the, the top three of my list. Right. Oh, and uh, Widows.
0: Widows, I got my ticket tomorrow night.
2: Oh, cool. Thanks for the invite, Bill. Go fuck yourself. All Thank right. you for listening to the Should I go see It podcast? <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at should I go see it.
0: Go?